When was the last time you went into a place where you didn't care if anybody heard you and you let out what's really inside of you? Pastor Ray Bentley encourages boldness in talking to God. Pray like God's sons. Pray like God's daughters. You can't do this by worrying about what other people are saying or thinking. I'm encouraging you to stretch yourselves a little bit when you pray. Spread news. Welcome to Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. You've heard the expression, good things come to those who wait. Today, from our study in God's Word, we'll see often good things come to those who ask. Good things come to those who ask repeatedly. It's a lesson on proper prayer today, prayer the way God instructs. Let's listen now as Pastor Ray begins. Let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 11. We're going to talk about prayer. Jesus gives us some real insights into prayer. And now that Jesus has taught the Our Father and kind of an outline or model for prayer, he now is going to be giving some teaching on how to pray and how to pray in an effective way that grabs hold of the heart of our Father in heaven and where God listens and is moved to respond. And uh, how many of you feel like you would like to see more answers to your prayers, all right? This is how. Okay, now beginning in, uh, let's go to verse five. Jesus tells this little story, powerful story. And the first thing he's going to start encouraging us about prayer is to be persistent. (laughs) Don't give up, don't quit, don't be a sissy. (laughs) Pray with persistence. In verse five, he says, he said to them, which of you shall have a friend? And go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, do not trouble me. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. Now you have to understand a little bit the Jewish culture uh, to understand this parable. And the the Jewish culture looks at hospitality as one of the, the highest values that you can possibly have. And it's a little bit different times. Uh, I I want you to go back, you know, to let's say like Abraham, who was a shepherd. And if you know anything about shepherds, they live very uh, lonely lives. Even if if they have their family there, they're constantly moving the sheep around during the various seasons, uh, depending on if it's hot, they wanna move them up into the highlands, and, and if it's cold, they move them into the lowlands and, and to follow for water and for the green grass and all the rest. And, and so they're out in the middle of kind of nowhere. And we would see as we're driving through Israel, speaking of going to Israel, we would be you know, going along in our tour and we would see these Bedouins who live in Israel like Abraham did 4,000 years ago. 
and there will be this guy uh, sitting in his, at his tent, kind of at the front, and he's, he's just staring out at nothing. They're waiting for visitors. I go, well, how often does that happen? And they go, not very often. Months can go by, and you know, when you're out in the middle of nowhere, nobody's coming by. So the point is, let's say you've been out there for three months, you haven't, you know, you've got your own family, but you haven't seen another living soul. Some little guy or two walk up over the horizon and there's people. You are so lonely that you are excited, you are going to spoil them. And, and the idea is that you wanna hear where they've been, where did they come from, what's the news, what's you know, the news on the street, have you been to Jerusalem, what's going on, what's the latest? They wanna have some fellowship, some conversation. So you made a big deal out of visitors. Now, when the night came though, you close the door. And you know, nighttime, we're, we're, they didn't have electricity like we have. So yeah, you've got some candles and things, but essentially when lights are out and the sun goes down, you don't open the door because now you don't know who's out there. And there are you know, robbers and thieves and uh, constantly there's always been that problem, people to take advantage. So at night, when you close the door, you do not want to be disturbed. And so now Jesus says this guy comes and he goes, hey, I've got a guest. So he's saying, I don't have enough bread for them. You know, I need three, three loaves of bread. And the guy doesn't want to get out of bed because he's gonna have to climb over all the people, all the animals, it's gonna wake up the whole house, it's gonna be a whole nightmare routine and then trying to get everybody down and back to sleep. So he goes, no, 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 maybe he pretends that he's asleep. And the guy's there and he just keeps pounding and he's pounding and he's pounding and he's louder and louder. And you're like, go away, go to somebody else's house. I don't have any bread. And the guy's like, no, I don't wanna go to anybody else. I know who you are and you have bread. Now come on, open the door, open the door, you know? And he's just pounding and pounding and pounding. And then finally, now probably because everybody is awake anyway, you were annoyed out of your mind and you wanna just get him out of here because you were awakened out of his sleep. You get up, you throw the door open and then he says you give him whatever. Here, you want bread? Take all of the bread and leave us alone. So now Jesus says you would answer that because of the persistence. It means shameless persistence. And now what Jesus is doing though is Jesus saying that that is what we need to do for prayer? That God is this reluctant, asleep God? No, he is teaching a contrast. Number one, God doesn't go to sleep. How many are aware that God doesn't need to go to sleep? He's awake all the time. Number two, he's our dad. He's not just a neighbor, he's our father. And he has millions of loaves of bread. He creates bread, he rains bread, manna from heaven. He's waiting for us all night long when we have a need. And so what, he, what he's saying is, even if you don't want to answer it, because of some guy's persistent, shameless knocking, how much more will your Father in heaven hear your prayer, be waiting, be awake, be listening, and be answering your prayer if you ask him? And so again, in verse eight, he says here, I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he need. Jesus goes on here in verse nine, he says, 
So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. So he talks about asking, seeking, and knocking. Now, I put here into your notes, asking is a petition. Seeking implies persistent petitioning, and knocking indicates force or persevering force. It's like when you really want something, you ask the Lord and you don't let go until he answers you. In this instance, either the man will get out of bed or literally the door's gonna come off its hinges. Now, yes, your father is awake. Yes, he's listening. Yes, he loves you. Yes, he wants to give to you. But he doesn't respond to just kind of a lazy prayer or a, you know, a casual prayer. Are you serious about what you are praying for? Are you really honest? Are you really sharing this passionately from your heart? The Lord responds, and in fact, if you have a pen or pencil, write this down. Your father, that you are spiritually, genetically designed from, your father in heaven is extremely passionate. And when he does things, he's God. He does it majestically. He does it gloriously. He does it powerfully. He does it with style, you might say. And we are his offspring. We are his sons and daughters. We are his children. Oh, Lord, I pray that you'll give me this. Oh, I guess maybe you don't want to. Okay, well, God's not going to respond to that. I call those sissy prayers wimpy prayers. Look, if you are serious when you pray, you go, Father, Dad, I, this is what I need. Do you really need it? Yes, I really need it. Do you want it? Yes, I really want it. How badly do you want it? I want it so bad that I know you love me and I trust that you love me and I know you hear me and I know you will answer me, but I will not stop bringing this request to you until I hear the answer. Now you've entered into a relationship and a dialogue with God as he is watching you and listening to you and the more zealous you get and the more passionate you get and the more respectfully intense you get about it. He goes, hey, that's my son. That's my daughter. All right. Sometimes God is waiting for us until we get serious enough and passionate enough that when he gives us the answer, we're going to be mature and responsible when he gives us the answer. Amen? You hear me? You understand? Does it make sense? Do you pray that way? Now listen, stop praying nice prayers. Look, you know, it's okay, nice is nice, and it's okay, but generally, biblically, it's too wishy-washy to be part of your vocabulary as a son or a daughter of God. He wants you to be more than nice. He wants you to be holy. He wants you to be righteous. He wants you to be passionate. He wants you to be tender. He wants you to be gracious. He wants you to be loving. But these are strong words. There are many people that live by other religions and philosophies and follow other paths that don't know God who are seeking by their philosophy or religion to be nice. 
As if that's not, look, heaven is not about being nice. Heaven is about being holy. It's about being righteous. It's about shining and burning. The Bible says that the sons of God will shine like stars in heaven. So how do you learn how to grow into your position, your maturity in Christ? It really, a lot is learned through the way that you pray. Pastor Ray Bentley will have more of today's study in just a moment. So many listeners have shared comments on what Pastor Ray's teachings on Maranatha Radio have meant to them. Pastor Ray was such a devoted servant of the Most High God and is now in the presence of his best friend and Savior, Jesus Christ. He ran the race and finished the course set before him. My love to the Bentley family and to Maranatha Ministries. Pastor Ray's teachings continue here on the radio thanks to the support from listeners like you. If you'd like to partner with Ray Bentley Ministries and Maranatha Radio, just go to our website, www.raybentley.com. That's raybentley.com. And now more of today's message from Pastor Ray Bentley. So here's what I want you to do. If you haven't gone, and this is where you may need to get your, you know, literally what Jesus talks about, a prayer closet. When was the last time you went into a place where you didn't care if anybody heard you and you let out what's in really inside of you? You're not trying to, nobody else is around, nobody else is listening. And you know, there is so much as a child of God inside of you. We choke it off with all our tension, anxieties, uh, fears, you know, our, our weakness, our flesh, but your spirit, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He is mighty. The Holy Spirit in you is mighty. He is powerful. And when you are meditating upon him, and when you are praying, and when you are calling upon the name of the Lord, and you allow the spirit, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee that is mighty, and you begin to intercede, and you begin to pray, it's powerful. And so pray, like God's sons. Pray like God's daughters. You can't do this by being nice and worrying about what other people are saying or thinking. I'm encouraging you to you know, stretch yourselves a little bit when you pray. I don't know how else to say it. I'm just telling you what I have learned in my own prayer life, in my own personal experience since I've come to know the Lord. Because when I was a young Christian, I thought being a Christian meant being a nice person. And then if you wanted to really get spiritual, you try to be more nice than everybody else. <laughs> and then I found out that nice only goes so far and that holiness is a lot deeper than niceness. Holiness requires a dependence upon the Holy Spirit of Almighty God. Righteousness and desiring it and craving it and yearning for that, that living water, it's way, way, way beyond and much, much deeper than niceness. And therefore, in prayer, I, I, could, I could tell that my father was saying, come on, Ray, let it, what's going on inside you? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? What are your concerns? When the Bible says, as Peter says, cast your cares upon the Lord, the idea is of a fisherman throwing his net. And when was the last time in your petitions you took the junk that you're worried about and that you care about, and instead of just worrying about it, he said, I'm gonna pray about it, and to pray about it, you throw your concerns before the Lord. That takes, you, you kind of have to get into, you know, a little bit of physically, verbally, the way you express yourself, 
let it out. Let it out before the Lord. And, and I'm telling you, when you let it out and you pray it out, all of those petitions, then you take a deep breath and go, wow. Whew, okay, now, Lord, what do you have to say to me? You begin, you know, you're going now deeper into prayer, maybe adoration or just meditating on the glory of God or heaven, and, and you move on to other experiences and other things. Jesus taught this parable to teach us to pray. Ask, don't just ask one time. Keep on asking. Seek, keep on seeking. Knock, keep on knocking. And, you know, the argument here is very clear. If persistence finally paid off for a guy who was reluctant to get up in the middle of the night, how much more will persistence bring a blessing as we pray to a loving Heavenly Father? One of the, one of the reasons that, I don't know if you guys have felt this or not, but in the last few months, the spiritual temperature within the body of Christ is rising. It's getting hotter. Has anybody been feeling the moving of the spirit a little bit more? People getting a little bit more serious, listening a little bit more carefully. It's not just another routine Bible study or church. Man, I need some bread. I need some food. I need some living water. I need to be touched by the Holy Spirit. Why? Because of what's going on in the world. The circumstances have changed the game, as it were. We need to know how to pray. We need to learn how to live in this way. We need to learn the power of persistent prayer. And that's exactly what our Father desires. And I think it's going to continue to get more and more warm. Because what, he, what did Jesus say? He, he, he goes, I, you know, I want you to either be hot or cold. Do you know that being cold, at least if you're fighting God and resisting and rebelling against him, you're, you're doing it passionately. You're totally turned off. It's easier for somebody that's totally cold, knocked out cold, to get radically turned around and saved. It's a lot harder when you are wanting to be lukewarm, not too hot, ooh, not too crazy spiritually. But then, oh, I don't want to lose my salvation, so I'm not going way, way over there. I like to keep it just tepid, lukewarm. What did Jesus say? How does that make him feel? Like he wants to throw up. You make him sick to his stomach. Lukewarm is another way of saying we want to be nice. We want the world to think we're nice and come join the club of nice. The nice, you know, people. Hey, you know what? We live in a world where people are dying, people are murdered, people are being raped, people are, there's genocides going on, there's evil going on, there's famine, there's war, there's, nice is not the answer to the, what's going on. <laughs> we need a savior. And the world needs Christians who are on fire with the Holy Spirit. They are in touch with the living God and that the world sees them, not that they're perfect, but man, there's something going on in you that I don't got. And with all the, the craziness going on in the world, and I put my faith in my job, I, and I lost my job. I put my confidence in my 401k, I lost half my 401k. How is it that you walk around and you have a light inside of you and you have a joy inside of you, a peace inside of you? Where do you get that? Jesus. It's somebody that is on fire because the Holy Spirit. Behold, our God is a consuming fire. Now, fire is nothing to be afraid of, especially if you're made of gold or silver. All it does is purify you, make you that much more shiny and beautiful. Now, if you're wood, hay, and stubble, now you have a problem with fire. 
But if you're saved, you're not wood, hay, and stubble. You belong to the Lord and, and you belong to him. Now again, verse nine, so I say to you, let's get to the heart of this. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. There's some passion here, there's some intensity here. Knock and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks and keeps on asking receives. And he who seeks, and I'm adding the, the verb here, keeps on seeking, finds. And to him who knocks and keeps on knocking, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread uh, from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? And he's being silly, he's going, no. There's probably little children listening to Jesus, they're laughing, going, no. He says, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And I love this, because Jesus is saying that, that, that prayer is not just about coming to God in emergencies. Let me, let me say that there are a lot of people when the stock market crashed are praying. That's a good thing. And people that knew the Lord and are saved, but they haven't really been in fellowship, they aren't daily in the word, they haven't been to church maybe in a while. But now they're praying, why? Because there's an emergency. Okay, I say to that, good. If, if that's the right response when times are tough, when things are bad, pray and call upon God. But now, if that fits any one of us here, let me add what Jesus is now saying. Don't just pray in emergencies. Learn from that, what if I had been praying when things seemed like they were going well? When things seemed on the outside okay, what if I had had that fervency and that passion and that intensity and that prayer and that filling of the Holy Spirit then? That is what Jesus is talking about. Now this is called by Jesus several things. Number one, it's abiding. Pray when you get to your job and they throw something at you that is just weird and your flesh rises up, pray. Uh, pray when you hear bad news. Pray and give thanks when you hear good news. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. Why not develop this, the spiritual muscle of just praying and praying and praying and praying? As we are praying, God will show us the answer or he'll show us what he is doing or he'll, he'll reveal things to us. So the real emphasis on this prayer is that God is our father, he's our dad. He wants to bless you, he wants to lead you, he wants to guide you, and as a father, uh, he wants to care for you, but he wants, he doesn't wanna just give you things, he wants a relationship in the midst of all the things that he gives and provides and does for your life, amen? Strong encouragement from Pastor Ray Bentley today to pray. It's one of the most important things we can do in our walk with God. Important insight today here on Maranatha Radio. Now, today's study is titled, The Secret of Prayer. 
If you missed any part, you can hear a replay on iTunes or at RayBentley.com. That's RayBentley.com. There at the homepage, there's a place to leave a written tribute to Pastor Ray's life and ministry. And by clicking Media, you'll see the words Watch, Radio, and Devo. Three ways to enjoy Pastor Ray's insights via video, audio recording, or daily devotions. In fact, at the very bottom of the page, you can arrange to receive Pastor Ray's daily devotions each day automatically at no charge. And also link to his YouTube and Facebook pages. So why not bookmark it? RayBentley.com. And you'll find Pastor Ray's books, including his brand new one, The Final Witness and The Cyrus Mandate, both page-turning prophetic fiction novels in the Elijah Chronicles series. You'll see End Times Prophecy in a whole new light. And RayBentley.com is always where you'll find the best deals on Pastor Ray's resources. You can also donate securely right there on the site. Your investments help bring the whole gospel to the whole world. Our mailing address is Maranatha Radio, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127. Next time, join Pastor Ray for more from our studies in Luke. More from God's Word next time on Maranatha Radio. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley is an outreach of Maranatha Chapel, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127.